0: Welcome to the Neo News Today podcast. I am your host, Dylan, of Neo News Today. In episode 32 of the NNT pod, we are sharing the second half of our conversation with John Devidos, the lead of NGD Seattle. For part two of this miniseries, I really wanted to focus the discussion toward the tech side of NGD Seattle's work by highlighting products that the team has released since the office's inception in late 2018, and their focus on minimizing headaches for blockchain developers. We also touched upon collaboration with various Neo community developer groups, as well as with larger centralized entities, such as Microsoft Azure. We also discussed Neo's opportunities constraints and why Neo is primed to be successful in the coming years, plus much more. So I hope you enjoy listening to part two of our conversation with John as much as I enjoyed having it. So, we're going to shift into the second segment of this conversation to highlight NGD Seattle and the tech side of things. So, when you and uh, Peng Wong and Harry and everybody else who's working um, in NGD Seattle formed that office, what were the conversations like and what was the decision process like on how you landed on selecting the Neo Blockchain Toolkit? as your premier project. And can you outline what the general process was like getting to that decision?
1: Definitely, definitely. We're very happy to give the context instead of the behind the screen discussions. Right. For us, the starting point was very simple. How do we take this mainstream? How do we take blockchain development mainstream? Because we knew across the globe about 20, 21 million developers. And that was the goal. It was not the Ethereum 50,000 or, or the 100,000. No, 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 it was 21 million developers. Number two, coming off of that, we said, look, every month on the average, there's about six to seven million developers using VS Code, the Microsoft tool set. By the way, Dylan, VS Code is used by over 60% of the developers worldwide, probably the most popular tool set. Now, the fact that about six to seven million developers every month use it was very simple. We said, look, we want to piggyback on this. Even if we can get 10% of that six to seven million, you know, more than half a million, that is what, four, five, maybe even ten times the number of devs that Ethereum has. And that's that was the genesis of the neo toolkit for.NET. Being able to piggyback on VS Code, being able to drive behind the momentum of the .NET platform, and second, to establish the baseline. Like I said, the goal was as simple, as easy, and as effortless as it was to build a Windows Azure function or an Amazon Lambda function, and that's what we have done. It's a comparable experience. There's nothing new, nothing different, no friction. Nothing. You know, you no know, have to go find the tool debugger here. You know it's all in one place for you and and that is the the starting point which is what led to the the neo toolkit as we call it today
0: i last week when i was preparing questions for this interview i'd noticed that 1700 people had downloaded the blockchain toolkit and when i went to check that out on the marketplace today we're above 1800 people who have downloaded the extension so given the growing products that neo global development seattle is releasing Um, What are some instances that you're seeing developers use these products for? Um, And are outside developers reaching out and starting to request sorts of different tools from you and your team?
1: Absolutely. So so two things I will tell you. So first of all, you're right. I mean, in terms of downloads. uh, However, I'd recommend folks uh, who are listening or watching, uh, go to the VS Code marketplace. Uh, Don't search for Neo. Just search for blockchain you will find that the Near toolkit is in the top three, along with IBM and Microsoft. And how long has IBM been building blockchain tools? Much, much longer than we have. And how long has Microsoft been building blockchain developer tools? Much, much longer than we have. In less than a year, basically we are in the top tier, the top three in terms of relevance with respect to developers looking for blockchain tools. And again, not folks looking for neo tools, folks looking for blockchain tools. The second thing, very good question, Taylor. So last week at Consensus, uh, I had a session uh, with the uh, chair of the IEEE blockchain uh, committee as well as uh, Microsoft people and, and others there. And so we were demoing, uh, in this case, the visual token designer. And I'll tell you, right during the demo and after the amount of dialogue the amount of curiosity and 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 the number of people who've been pinging me saying, can I please have a preview? Because they have never seen anything like it in terms of being able to design digital assets. So look, what we have today in terms of being in the top three for relevance in terms of blockchain tools is just the starting point, right? Over the next three, six, nine months, you're gonna see us do even more. And like I said, it's the span. It is the full breadth of the developer domain. And and obviously doing all of this with the exact same, if not superior, productivity that they've gotten used to with their tools from the likes of Microsoft and others.
0: So you you were at Consensus Distributed and, and you showcased the NeoVisual Token Designer, um, which offered a brief demo on how individuals could use Visual Studio to create tokens, um, which followed standards that were specified by the Token Taxonomy Framework. And this framework was developed by the Token Taxonomy Consortium. So before we talk about a little bit more about how the Token Designer is useful, can you tell our listeners a little bit about the Token Taxonomy Consortium, its participating members, and how Microsoft is involved?
1: Definitely, definitely. Uh, the token taxonomy framework uh, was actually devised, envisioned, and built by my old friend Marley Gray at Microsoft. Uh, Marley's a very old friend. Uh, he was the architect of the token taxonomy framework. Uh, the token taxonomy consortium was built up as a standards party by Microsoft and other companies, of like IBM, Intel, and so on. To create this substrate to enable obviously multiple entities businesses commercial and non-commercial to work together and what we have done at neo with the visual token designer uh, is we've built the best in class in the industry tool set for developers architects and designers to be able to design like you said digital assets so what's an example uh know, it could be a, a diploma or a license, being able to devise a token architecture for a license. Uh, it could be a, a token for a ticket for a soccer game, if you wanted to devise one. Uh, it could be a token uh, to represent art, could be digital art. And so again, you know, in the spirit of the Neo toolkit, where I said, look, you can build in about three, four minutes, a smart contract, the same way with the visual token designer, in about four or five minutes, you can very quickly assemble and, and design architect the underlying uh, definition, the token template definition for any and all tokens. In fact, uh, Dylan, uh, and I will not name names, but uh, when we were demoing this, uh, actually at the beginning about a month ago, to our friends uh, from the industry and certainly at Microsoft, uh, uh, one of the comments was that uh, their jaw dropped, they had never seen anything. They didn't expect that we would take what was seen as a very complex, abstruse approach to designing tokens and token template definitions could be so elegant and so simple visually. Uh, and and again, like I said, you know, this is a long journey. And and, and for me, it's about the various uh, Lego pieces all the way, right? Debugger, tracker, the, the new FX, now the token designer. And there's more coming. Obviously, we haven't announced all of it yet, but piece by piece. We are laying down the leg of these
0: puzzles. So you you actually did show some examples in the demo um, of uh, like a a European football or or soccer event, depending on what part of the world you're living in. Um, uh, Original artwork, licenses and diplomas. So what are plans for other sorts of um, tokens that are going to be, token templates that are going to be added to the visual token designer? And are you taking requests from developers for instilling these types of token templates, or what's the process look like for expanding on the the examples that you gave?
1: Uh, That's a a really good question, really good question. So in fact, uh, what we are doing is working with the TTF team uh, at Microsoft, as well as the token taxonomy consortia uh, to create this repository. So essentially it's a global uh, community repository of artifacts to be able to share, to reuse. So when we or somebody else in the industry or team comes in, uses the tool set to devise a new token template definition, it goes back to this repository. And and by doing so, we are building on the shoulders of giants, right? Now with that said, what are we focused on? Obviously for us at Neo, it's the smart economy its digital assets so we will focus on that one with that said obviously you know what we deliver will go back into the central uh, repository and will lead to innovation at scale other folks might devise tokens for for art or certainly for you know for sports and so on and so forth but it is a team effort because we have these standards because we have the TTF and again many thanks to my friend morley at microsoft because we have this structure we have the ability to leapfrog. Otherwise, each of us will be reinventing the wheel every single time. Right?
0: Yeah, I noticed on the Token Taxonomy Framework website, um, when there's a description of uh, the tokens that are able to be created, there's a strange homage to a Neo-like looking logo. Now, was that something that maybe NGD Seattle kind of pitched or was that just something that the the framework team decided to to put in there on their own?
1: No, oh, they,
0: they just did it on their own. <laughs> cool. Um, so uh, in addition, and we talked about this earlier, but in addition to the token taxonomy, um, the, the visual token designer, you also hi- uh, introduced the time travel debugger.
1: Oh, it's very cool, man. Very cool. S-
0: so you actually stated, uh, quote unquote, um, that The limits of conventional software development um, and specifically debugging tools and techniques were going to be challenged by this. So, you know, how does this enable developers to easily step forward and backward through code execution? And what kind of headaches is this removing from the developers?
1: I'm so glad you asked the question. This this is a topic very close to my heart and and the guys here Hattie and Pong and others obviously and and Singapore Shanghai as well so let me step back a little bit in time you know about a year ago uh, debugging in the blockchain space uh, was a nightmare it was so primitive it felt like we were working with software from you know the the 80s or even the 70s you know being able to do print apps and log and out what the heck was happening so step one for us was uh, the the uh, smart contract debugger which we shipped last year right which is to essentially provide the source code level support for developers both professional as well as new folks coming into the space to debug the way they've always been used to that was step one and that was a game changer by the way mm-hmm. now step two was we said look what is different about the blockchain in any blockchain platform is it is immutable, meaning once a transaction is is done, it's done, done, done. Once a block is added, it's done, 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 right? So you really can't move back. It's a, always a forward looking, mm-hmm. which makes debugging particularly more challenging. You know and this is why when you look at things like the DAO hack and obviously this DeFi scenarios where you gotta find ways to how do you, you know, there's no rollback, right? So what do you do? Do you fork or do you find other ways to compensate and so on. So debugging becomes very, very, very critical. So we said, look, let's, uh, but I think it was about eight, nine years ago, Dylan, Microsoft called this time travel debugging for the very first time they were able to introduce it. So we said, look, let's take the same approach, make it as simple and as productive for any developer to be able to look ahead and to look back. So I'll give a simple example here oftentimes you know the bugs that, that show up in complex state machines. you know let's say you're reading a, a piece of data from a smart contract. You know the read might be just fine, but the data might be corrupt and you're saying, how did this get corrupted? It's not because of this particular developer, but maybe sometime in the past there was another developer with another set of smart contracts that for whatever reason corrupted the data. So how do you debug something, you know, as insidious as this? And, and that is what we set out to do. We said, look, this has to be again, you know, friction free, low overhead, right? Being able to step back and forth. And I believe, uh, Dylan, this is a true game changer. You know what the Neo team have done here, and this is a team effort. You know, Seattle, Shanghai, Singapore. We have you know friends in in Europe, and obviously COZ and others. It's a, it's a total team effort, right? What we could do. Uh, is uh, again a a real game changer in terms of developer productivity and also it it provides a sense of credibility to the mainstream professional developer that we can offer them an experience that is far superior to what they can get even on so-called conventional platforms and tools
0: So to the best of your knowledge, does this level of debugging experience exist anywhere else in any other blockchain project?
1: In terms of source code level experience, as the mainstream developer, being able to use Python or Go or C Sharp or TypeScript and move back and forth at the source code level, I have not seen it.
0: Awesome. You just um, touched upon the various communities uh, in the Neo ecosystem that... Uh, helped contribute a little bit to uh, the time travel debugger. I also uh, wanted to ask you about um, the recent integration in support for languages like Go, Python, and TypeScript into the Neo Blockchain toolkit. So what was the coordination and collaboration effort like with these various developer communities in the ecosystem? And why did you and your team feel it was so important for NGD Seattle to collaborate with these various developer groups?
1: So first of all, uh, very thankful and very grateful. It was a, a truly wonderful experience. We're working with COZ, working with Gwil up in Europe, you know, working with the with the with Vitor and the guys in Brazil, working with the Lights and, and Steven, Longfei, Eric in, in Shanghai, I mean, and the others that I'm probably at this point forgetting to name a truly wonderful experience Uh, so why was it so important it's very simple going back to again standards and building on the shoulders of giants it was very important for us dylan that we defined an objective standards-based way to create compiler metadata so that whether it was go or python or c sharp or whatever being able to have a consistent scheme for this metadata made it so much simpler you do it once And then automatically, any new language that emits the same metadata is able to work with the debugger with no additional work, right? And just think about the possibility. So at this point, if somebody had a new language, call it, let's call it Rust, for example, right? And they wanted us to be able to use the debugger with Rust on the neo chain, it is as simple as the Rust compiler being able to emit this metadata. And boom, there we go. Right? And as we build these building blocks for the Neo ecosystem, the tooling ecosystem in particular, you know, it, it is very critical that we don't reinvent the wheel. That will confuse people out there. And secondly, we show the level of maturity and professionalism that the world outside expects of us. And by doing so, I believe we raise the bar for us, obviously at Neo, but certainly for the industry, because I see across the space, there are other chains, and I will not name them. But obviously, there is a lot of ground they have to cover to come close to where we are Neo.
0: So it's always inspiring to hear this insight when it comes to the work that you and your team are doing. Now, for those who might be unfamiliar, Microsoft Azure is a cloud computing service that can be used for analytics, virtual computing, storage, networking, and much more. Earlier this year in February, you tweeted Neo and Microsoft Azure. We are working on a big initiative. Watch this space. So what's been cooking? What is NGD Seattle doing with or alongside Microsoft Azure?
1: So uh, a a lot, a a number of things. In fact, uh, the work on the time travel debugging, as you can imagine, is a result of uh, of learning and collaborating with the guys Microsoft uh, invented this notion of time travel debugging a few years ago. Uh, we are working on a managed version of Neo, running on Azure, which we will announce publicly at the right time. The visual token designer is work very much in partnership and under the leadership of the TTF team and guys at Microsoft, good good friends, by the way. Uh, and, and there's more, uh, we're also working uh, across a few key players, Dylan, to establish standards uh, for blockchain platforms. The TTF is a good example of that, but the TTF is one piece of the puzzle. So we've been waiting for the right time to share this more more broadly, more publicly. Uh, I'm not at liberty to share this myself at this point, but uh, you will see uh, probably by the early part of the summer, more in terms of industry standards. So lots of this cooking, and uh, we'll announce them piece by piece. Uh, there's a lot of things. These things take time. Good things take time. And, you know, we got to get this done right and lined up to go. Uh, but I, you know, I guarantee that over the next three, six months, you'll see a lot more in terms of uh, uh, formalized announcements as well as previews coming up shortly.
0: Well, well, here at Neo News Today, we'll definitely be keeping our ears to the ground as we always do.
1: Oh, thank you. I, and I'm very grateful to you for for giving us that that window of opportunity to share to share the energy, the enthusiasm and just the joy we have in building what we do.
0: Oh, it's it's I mean it's our pleasure. It's the the great work that you and other teams in the ecosystem do that that you know what we're around for the reason that we're around. And you you kind thank of you. just touched on this, you know, great things take time to develop and this is such a nascent industry. And in a lot of interviews, I think that uh, Dong Hung Fei is actually quite a realist when people ask him, is blockchain ready for mass adoption? And he says no. Now I'm curious, once we get to that point, when blockchain is ready for mass adoption, where do you see NEO as a platform gaining the most traction? And maybe um, either at like the grassroots developer level and also at the enterprise level?
1: Oh, terrific question. So two things for me very clearly. Again. Developers, developers, developers. We will be growing in leaps and bounds as we continue to shift these developer enhancements. So I see a very clear place in the hearts and minds of developers with respect to Neo. And and every week, every day, I get feedback. I get people reaching out to us, sharing what they like about what we are doing in terms of developers. Number two, very simple. It's again, asset digitization. The work that we have done and are doing with, for example, the visual token designer is best in class in the industry. We are leaps and bounds. We are so far ahead of any other chain uh, on the thought process, on the realization of the tool set and the vision behind it. So for me, with respect to the smart economy vision, with respect to asset digitization, we'll have a very, very clear role to play and as a leader in terms of enabling mainstream adoption of the platform and, and and showing the way for the industry at large as well, Dylan.
0: So Da also talks a lot about Neo's philosophy of pragmatic idealism. From a pragmatic perspective, where do you think Neo can improve from a technical standpoint? <laughs>
1: So it's a very good question. I'll give you my, my humble opinion. Uh, I think one area where we can still work on is governance. Uh, I think uh, we've been doing some very good work. The team certainly has been uh, working very hard over the last few months, working with academia, working with, with the industry, with the community. Uh, it's not an easy thing uh, to solve or, or even to try to solve. I mean, there is no solution per se, it's a journey. Uh, and I think that's one area where for sure, you know, we will, we will make improvements. We will learn, we will iterate. You know, people say perfection is the enemy of good, right? It's always about shipping. It's about incremental value creation. It's the feedback loop from the community and, and, and millions of developers out there that, you know, we, we keep working on this one. So for me, that's one area. We can certainly, uh, and we will make a difference.
0: And, and those, gov- those conversations surrounding governance are ongoing for our listeners who um, are interested. You can follow along on those on GitHub.
1: Absolutely. We Developed are in the public domain.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, so we're in a, a transition period right now from NEO 2 to NEO 3. And I am wondering what are the development implications of NEO 3 and what will they have on NGD Seattle suite of products?
1: So uh, everything we are building here in Seattle, uh, Dylan, we aim for complete symmetry and parity across two and three. Everything we've done so far, uh, going back from the token designer to time travel debugging, you know, we've gone to great extents to ensure that we can uh, make this light up, uh, not just in three, but in two as well, the debugger, the dev tracker. So to the extent we can, uh, there will be full symmetry we will do uh, you know every investment we make every asset we ship will work on two and three and this goes back to the underlying architecture we've designed a very loosely coupled architecture where we can plug in we can plug in the two component plug it out and plug in the neo3 component of course there will always be some areas where the architecture will change fundamentally and we may not be able to provide, you know, full support, but I would say 90, 95% of the time we strive to make it just about the same.
0: We are, so we're, we're kind of wrapping up this conversation. And, um, I know that blockchain is a lot like dog years. Um, (laughs) so I'm going to ask for a super long term perspective here. What does NGD Seattle look like in five years?
1: Forget NGD Seattle. Let's look at NEO. Where, is, where, is, where do we go for NEO in five years? Uh, we make the vision of the smart economy real. And we do it with an architecture that is superior to any other architecture out there with the best, the most productive developer experience across the industry period.
0: John, it is always a pleasure to chat with you. Um, I know that I'm not just speaking for myself in the community, but um, there's always um, a, a great perspective that you bring towards Neo development that is very inspiring and also at the same time, very grounded. So I wanna thank you so much for giving us so much of your time today. It was an absolute pleasure to catch up with you.
1: Oh, Dylan, look, you're, you're very kind. Thank you. Thank you. You were too kind to me, but look, uh, it's one team, one fight. We're in this together. You, me, all of us, you know, this is how we change the world. One block, one Lego piece at a time. So it is truly my, my honor to be on this evening with you. So thank you again for your time. And I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Well, have a great rest of your day. And I definitely look forward to following along with the progress that the team has made and to catching up at a later time in the future.
1: Absolutely, man. You take care. Okay. Stay safe.
0: Cheers. Well, what did you think of that conversation? It was great to hear John delve into the nuances of collaborating with NEO's distributed developer communities on integrating support for multiple languages into the NEO Blockchain Toolkit as well as collaboration efforts with larger entities like Microsoft while establishing the Token Taxonomy Framework. It was also interesting to hear more about the time travel debugger and how that tool aims to eliminate headaches many blockchain developers face when debugging their contracts. And. Lastly, it sure sounded as if there's more in the pipeline that NGD Seattle will release as a result of their coordination efforts with Microsoft Azure, which I will certainly be keeping an eye out for. To keep up to date with the latest in the NEO ecosystem, visit www.neonewstoday.com. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our channels on YouTube, Apple iTunes, and or Spotify. And leave a five-star review if you feel that others should hear our content. Every subscription and review helps others learn about the NNT podcast and the broader NEO ecosystem. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the NEO News Today podcast. And we look forward to catching you next time.